Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And this is a show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas. And today there is quite the series of baffling ideas. Something that we've been kind of trapped. It's it's an infinite, infinite loop of the same crap over and over. We can't even escape it. I've tried. You've trapped us in this loop. We're time travelers. Not time travelers? Time travelers. Like how they get stuck in a loop once they start using a time machine, which we did before all of this happened with Jesus. <laughs> I forgot that happened, and yes, absolutely is kind of sort of the case. Although this is somewhat unrelated, this is, right? This isn't related to Jesus. <laughs> I wish. Okay. No, it came full circle. This this came full circle. It came full circle. We're trapped. I'm telling you, it's a loop. It's infinite. Okay. So, so okay, I need to like recap everything that has happened so that everybody knows. And I'm going to give you episode numbers and everything. There's much more episode numbers that aren't in this list. I'm only talking about the recent stuff. Mm-hmm. There are many episodes from long ago that include ancient civilizations. I was talking about the Mayans, what happened to the Egyptians, what happened to the Mayans. Other episodes that include the Atlanteans roughly brushed over. Uh, things that include unicorns rush, roughly brushed over, as well as other mythical creatures and things of that nature. But we have recently gotten stuck in a series that we can't seem to escape by any means. And it's kind of getting aggravating because the hole falls deeper and deeper. But I think we we brushed over the main point like two or three episodes ago. And uh, that, that gave us a direction as to where to go, which is how we landed at the most recent episode. And that took us here. So let me go through the idea. Okay. First we went, which was rambling to 11. We were talking about unicorns. We were trying to figure out how to catch Santa Claus because unicorns have very similar magic. This started on a very ridiculous note, as usual. Mm -hmm. We fuck around a lot, and things sometimes make sense. You find two things that have the same abilities, more or less, and then you go and find the thing and try to, you know, make it make sense. So we went, we we tried to break it down, try to understand how unicorns, their magic is so similar to uh, adrenochrome and their blood is so similar to adrenochrome. And like people really fixate on unicorns dangerously almost. Oh, yeah. Minus the fact that it doesn't change people. But they all seem to die. And become Even a- though it's something that keeps everyone alive forever. Yes. After they become obsessed with it. Because the thing is, nobody ever gets a hold of it. The attempt to get it gets you killed but even the people who had it died they didn't know how to use it Mm. they were studying it everybody was trying to figure it out okay and died in the process Mm -hmm. okay that's the problem while adrenochrome also gives you immortality it almost always works too Mm -hmm. and like you're kind of good forever you might lose your mind if you don't get it but you're good forever no matter what its effects are permanent while it seems like with the unicorn magic, not so much. But okay, so we, we we go through the unicorns, and we find a couple of odd things here and there. 
And we we diverge away. We're like, okay, we're good. We got enough information on this. Mm-hmm. I found something real interesting, guys. There's an old equator. There's an old equator that encircles vertically instead of horizontally on how we usually see the map. And it has a bunch of locations. But it's really weird because there's a lot of structures along this. Structures that should, in theory, not have known that the old equator exists because we hadn't come up with physics. We hadn't and what come episode up with... is that? That's episode 212. Okay. And That's we're... the next episode, though? After, From 211? Right okay. Yeah. So we we dive in, and we are breaking apart the equ- the details of the equator, and it's. <sighs> Is that when we start talking about unicorns again, or we just we don't mention the unicorns in that episode? We don't mention the equators in the episode. We just you know we're going through it. We're we're. Realizing that it's kind of strange that people who don't have the science, they don't have the math, they don't have the physics, they don't have the astrological know-how or the understanding of Earth, they don't have the navigation ability capacity or the ability to get anywhere fast enough for within 100, 200 years to establish a clean line straight across the world in which entire civilizations built their monuments. They must have started all at the same time to have them built around the same time. That was incredibly strange. Really, really, really weird. And um, in going through this, right, we find out that uh, one is called the Great Circle. That is the old equator. There are many ancient sites on it, but there's one particular impressive site. The Pyramids of Giza, which we've talked about before as being particularly impressive things that exist. And the Pyramid of Giza is lined up with the constellations. And it also is lined up in such a way that... uh, um, its coordinates are identical to the speed of light if you simply move the decimal point and change no numbers. Just hinting towards extremely advanced, advanced yeah. technologies or sciences that should have been impossible for mm-hmm. them at that time. Obviously, the the instant paranoia of aliens helped them figure it out. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those came into question but there was only one way to solve the problem of the old equator and it was to find out it was to find out how exactly they got the information and it all pointed to one specific thing roughly and we had to assert a lot of things but it claimed that one of the places needed to have highly advanced technologies which would be Atlantis? Which lands in the Persian Gulf, which is also in the old equator. So it was perfectly placed that there would be one group of people who have extremely advanced technologies that could then give it to everybody else across the old equator along the planet. Mm-hmm. All of this checks out, except we had to assert it. But we know already through enough research that this spot is where Atlantis is is said to have been by many different sources, but, you know, incoherent and not the greatest traceable. Important details, they called it a paradise. The Persian Gulf Oasis is what a lot of places called it. Before yeah, it, it wouldn't was... be called Atlantis, because Atlantis means it would be in the Atlantic Ocean, and this isn't the Atlantic Ocean, this is just... Exactly. Okay. Yes, you're on the right track. So the Persian Gulf Oasis was the original name of this place. and. According to any source, they were always very advanced technologically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, cool. So we're done with that episode. We're like, cool, cool beans, bro. 
Cool beans. Cool beans. Mm-hmm. We got info on things and stuff, and it kind of made sense the way we usually do, because we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas. Yes. And then you follow up with, wait, but what about last week's episode about unicorns? I'm curious as to what's magic about unicorns. Is there a proof of magic? And to which I was like, fair enough. There was a lot of stories <laughs> of magic, but there wasn't any proof of magic. Uh-huh. So fair enough, I'd go, I go on this journey to show you the proof. I'm a pretty good researcher, so I go on my route and find the things I need to find the, to my yellow brick road to and the data. that's when we discover that guy. Antonio Dracos. Yes. Okay. Antonio Dracos enters the picture. He's a weird individual. He was mentioned roughly before when we were talking about unicorns. He just glazed over some dude who was mentioned when we were talking about unicorns. Well, so this I guess is it was when proof. we go in depth of his history and all that with the unicorn yes. horn. So this is episode 213. But back in the unicorn episode, we were, as we were going through details of unicorn, there were three mentions of unicorns in like journals that people kept back then. Very rough, basic. Oh, I saw a guy who did the thing. One particular weird one was a ship captain who was keeping actual records of the passengers aboard his ship. And he noticed a couple of weird things, including the guy who was the merchant, who was nameless merchant at that point. Uh, and he had what he was claiming was unicorn horn, alicorn, and he made some potions and things out of it, and he gave people. He didn't see a particular case of a person who showed up crippled, but left perfectly fine, but he knew people were taking it. So he asserted that perhaps this person had taken the potion, and it literally healed them. That was as close as we got to proof of the magic. Mm-hmm. And then you wanted actual proof. So here we are. We dive into the guy who had it. Apparently, there were records of him existing in many locations. And it was actually really easy to track this guy down after you find his name. So we went down that road, which began with a lot of public records. Now, most of these public records came from the same sources, which were old, old ancient Greek records. I say ancient, but that's an exaggeration. It was 1700s. 17, it begins actually at 1730, where it keeps track of this guy. Okay, so it's not really ancient. Not ancient, old. but old. Yeah, old. Very old public records. Now, where these public records become particularly important is that they really do manage to track this guy's entire existence. Kind of excessively. So we find out that he gets the, um, he gets the unicorn horn from some dude named John, and he takes it and establishes a school where he tries to study it with a bunch of people and these people then go on a quest to find other people they cross an area people find out they had the unicorn horn there's some war that breaks out yeah the war breaks out between the turkish and the russians just trying to get a hold of the magical horn that they thought they found and okay a lot of things happening so mystical horn It's called alicorn when you have it. It's the material that the horn is made out of. You can make potions out of it. Uh, Unicorns' particular tears are also powerful, but we don't have this. This is just data being talked about. There is blood from unicorns that is also said to be extremely powerful. But again, we're talking about the horn at this point. But these are just data points that this man comes up with doing research and asking around about unicorns. Now, the Greek merchant crosses through the entire Russian area, through the Turkish area, the war breaks out, and okay, great, fantastic. They gotta get the hell out of there. The guy who he showed it originally with in that the established school gets murdered. Eventually he gets killed too, the horn disappears. Now, going backwards we find out 
that the very first thing John the Russian said is that I found this very important thing that you must keep safe atop a mountain called Athos. Yes, and that's where the next episode comes in? No. Oh. Because the next episode is us truly trying to establish how the hell, how the, like, really, really, it's bugging me at this point. How are the people on the equator, realistically, minus Atlantis, doing, how did, how did it happen? How did they put these structures on the old equator? So we go trying to find the missing link. We go and we find when language began in order to have records in the first place, just talking, just talking, when they could communicate mm-hmm complicated structures so we had to find out when conversation started we had to find out when tools were built because that's what's going to allow you to make these complicated structures in the first place but just for the sake of it we also went far back enough to find out how far back life began yes where intellect began where the conscious behavior that we now consider to be intelligent life that would later become humans began All these little details, and it so happens that it's way too far later after the equator. The old equator was 480 million years ago, and the beginning of this process was only about 100 million years ago. That is an excess. And conversation really began, actually it was 2.5 million years ago when the intellect we're aware of, and the first words were ever spoken, and the first tools were built. But humans as we know them right now happened about a hundred thousand years ago and the first words that would later become sentences happened there which actual sentences and complex language happening about fifty thousand years ago way far from 480 million years ago mm-hmm. we're way gone and i'm talking really really fast right now intentionally trying to do this recap as fast as possible because there is a lot to go through now, the tools that we first found were the Aldewan tools. Those were what would later become the Homo sapiens. Atlantis is first mentioned in Greek records, as far as we knew. But we will correct that shortly when we put together many, many other records. Unicorn dust, unicorn horns, all mentioned briefly throughout this. And... Then we just quickly go over the prehistoric eras and the oldest known structures, which are way too new, with the oldest being about 12,000 years ago, and that is way too new compared to the old equator being 480 million years ago, the first Mm -hmm. advanced tools, not advanced tools, but basic tools being 2.5 million years ago, first words being spoken 100,000 years ago, first complicated sentences being spoken 50,000 years ago, and these structures first arising 12,000 years ago. There is a clusterfuck of incorrect timelines happening here. The solution we had was, it's probably Atlantis. And we do a tiny bit of a deep dive there and really kind of comb through all the things necessary to find out, yeah, okay, fair enough. If we insert this group of people who exist in the Persian Gulf Oasis, Mm-hmm. then we solve a lot. They have to be able to accomplish things that seem impossible. But we say, hey, we figured it out. It had to be some either aliens or somebody was just advanced enough to do it. And we know that at least the Egyptians were way more advanced than we give them credit for. So, okay, we move on and we go to Mount Athos, where we found out about the unicorns. This immediately gets astoundingly weird weird. (laughs) yes when we find out hey apparently according to greek records 
the Atlanteans were there. Mm. Huh? The Atlanteans that we're trying to solve the problem with the equator from? Yes, riding oh. on their yeah. Pegasus. Yeah, riding on their Pegasus, landing atop Mount Athos. For whatever reason, the same mountain where they're said to be unicorns. The same mountain where the Catholics are stopping people from going to the top. Wait, is that the same episode? Or that's the That's next all the episode? same episode. This is the latest episode. Oh, okay. That's 2.15. Oh, okay. Where we see the unicorns are atop of the mountain, the same mountain that a Russian named John said would have things. We, we also, also found out in a previous episode when we were talking about the records that two different records mentioned atop Mount Athos. They had come across mm -hmm. unicorn horns. Yeah. And we also found out that Mary somehow ended up there with a Pegasus, maybe, question mark, or a unicorn. I forgot what she wrote on. She got there on a boat that got pushed off course on her way to Cyprus. Mm -hmm. And on her way to Cyprus, she got there, got lost, found this paradise island, and then she took a horse to the top of the mountain. But when you look at the mountain, that's kind of impossible because it's steep in a really absurd kind of fashion. It had to be a unicorn. It had to be it. a unicorn, yes. Yes. Because Which you're traveling sense. essentially vertical. Oh my gosh, the virgin thing makes sense. Because she was a virgin. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a very important detail. That didn't make sense to you back then? No. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, she was on a unicorn that allowed her to go to the top of the mountain. This all fits. Little by little, okay. all the pieces just fell into place. So, this thing about the top of the mountain becomes quite intriguing, and we find out that the Christians stole a book from the Russians. There are many monasteries there. The Christians stole a book from the Russians and took it to the very top of the mountain where nobody travels. There have been 20 people in the last thousand years who have gone to the top, to the summit of the mountain. Nobody's allowed up there. It is the holiest ground, presumably because Virgin Mary went up there. Nobody's allowed to step foot up there, no matter what. We also discussed how Mount Athos came to be. There was a fight between Poseidon and Athos the giant, and either Poseidon threw a rock there or Athos was buried there, whatever the case might be. Now... Weird things, many relics are on this place, a bunch of these relics are on top, at the summit, hidden with important details, but the most important is the fact that a pointless bestiary, that's what was taken, that's the book that was taken, a pointless bestiary, and there's only one thing that's particularly weird in that bestiary, the mention of unicorns. How do you know that's mentioned in that bestiary? Are you assuming that it is? No, because that is what the records say. It's a bestiary with the mention of unicorns. It is the same bestiary that was recorded in Russia. It was brought here as they were keeping records of all the different creatures, and then it was confiscated by the Christians and taken to the top of the mountain where they refused to let anybody go. So a bestiary that claims proof of unicorns identifies them quite specifically was taken to the top of a mountain so nobody can look at it weird very weird okay and that's all at the summit of mount athos and that is a summary of everything that, that we talked about <laughs> now we are caught up so let's go through details i found individually just di deep diving into the people we're trying to use to solve this problem the atlanteans Okay. Okay. So first we have to keep in mind the Atlanteans is the name we're going with right now for very specific reasons, which we will get to. Atlanteans, important. Because Atlantis, important. Okay. So the Atlanteans were direct naval rivals of Athens, the Greek. Okay. The only thing that kept them at peace was Mount Athos. 
a trade point. Ah. They would arrive at Mount Athos on their Pegasus on top of the mountain, come <laughs> okay. down, trade with the people in the surrounding regions, and then leave. That's why Mount Athos is considered, although in Greece, a sovereign state of its own. It is neutral territory. Between these two countries. Between everybody. Yeah. It's oh, neutral okay. territory on Earth. Mm. That's why there's so many different monasteries of different religions there. Okay. From different countries and different belief systems. This is a peace location. Very, very important peace location. Okay. Treaties of all sorts. No blood is to be spilled on this mountain. Now, about the Atlanteans, there is a couple of things that aren't understood. Where did they go when they were in the Persian Gulf? There was the Great Flood, which potentially cleared them out. That is when the Earth got flooded. Because of the position of where they were, there's a million rivers headed their way. While other locations would have sea levels rise significantly, although the water here wouldn't rise significantly it would still head in their direction through the rivers many 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 rivers which means they would suffer the worst consequences because from every direction water is coming full force and it's going to smash into you <sighs> crazy uh -huh. now weirdly enough we have situations two specific situations of people in mass one an entire series of population disappearing the other many people from a location disappearing those are the egyptians and the mayans very important that we mention these people right now okay the mayans allegedly go underground we know that there are complicated tunnels the people disappeared no trace uh we're assuming graves underground but assuming their technology was as advanced as suggested they could have had electronics they could be plugged into the matrix which is an episode we did a long time ago talking about the possibilities of that you're gonna find that yourself yeah the other thing is the um egyptians that happen to have quite complicated technology engraved into the pyramids of giza uh they have Instructions to use heavy technology, they have instructions on creating batteries, and instructions on using a singularity-based entanglement device, which doesn't even make sense, and that is ridiculously advanced for people who were thousands of years ago when they built this. That's okay. Whoa. 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 Okay. Where do you get it, bro? But okay. We'll leave that where it is and keep it moving. The Egyptians used to call the Atlanteans sea people. Okay. They live in the sea? Well, okay. they lived in the Persian Gulf. Is that a sea? No, it's, it's sea? like a... I mean, I guess you could call it a sea. It's just very small. It's in between a bunch of countries and a small... It's more like a ginormous lake or something. It's a body of water, but I don't think it's a sea. Mm. Then again, you could call that a sea. I guess it's not an ocean. Okay. Fair enough. It could be a sea. But they would call them the sea people, not that the, the name has to be literal or anything. Mm -hmm. Now, things we know about the Atlanteans. The Atlanteans are settled in the Persian Gulf at the height of their civilization's development. Cool. As recorded in Greek and Russian records, we confirmed this before, that they were mentioned not just by the Greek, but by the Russians. And then as we kept looking, we found records from other people. I don't remember exactly who they were, but there were like six or seven sources continuously mentioning the... Actually, one of them was the Bulgarians as well. I remember that. 
So there, you know, there's a couple of records and mentions of the Atlanteans from different sources. So, okay, it's a little more valid that these people existed and perhaps helped to some manner, shape, or form. Everybody who mentions them claims they are astoundingly advanced. Mm-hmm. More advanced than us is on every text possible. So, one of two things occurred, as I said. Either the Atlanteans were drowned during the Great Flood, which is likely a result of the comet that hit, giant meteor that came from space, hit the water, created the flood, killed the dinosaurs, whatever. Presumably, our timeline on that is messed up, and it wasn't the dinosaurs that died there. The dinosaurs died because of one rock hitting the Earth, but a different rock hit the Earth at some point, creating the Great Flood. Either that happened, or predicting an incoming tragedy similar to the Egyptians and the Mayans, they fled, but in a different method. While the Mayans went underground and the Egyptians went to space, it is likely... They went to the Atlantic Ocean, They went into the Atlantic Ocean. Away from the Persian Gulf, where the water is too turbulent. Anything that happens will shake that whole shit up. But if you go to the center of the ocean, water is moving above you. You're nice and safe. Logic. How? How what? That they did that. That's crazy. How did they do what? Go in the under the ocean. If... We can go under the ocean now. We're talking about people who are more advanced than we are. We can't go deep into the ocean, though. Right. That's why we're talking about people more advanced than we mm-hmm. are. We can go pretty deep. And we're like nothing compared to people who had the ability to submerge an entire city. Mm-hmm. Assuming that's the people we're talking about, mm-hmm. that's beyond our capacity and our understanding. And again, we can go pretty deep in a tiny little submarine. Imagine people with the technology to travel around the entire Earth have sophisticated numerology in order to coordinate several different civilizations and align one to constellations and know the speed of light. Cross-reference these things and do it simultaneously. Like, okay, definitely the least of our problems is how they did it. It would be too easy for them to do it. So why under... Water instead of in space, I guess. If they knew, if they had the science to travel in space. Why go to space if you don't need to go so far? Mm. Well, I, don't, I don't understand the question. Why go to space if you don't need to go so far? I don't know. It seems like they were into space. Like, why? Why would they not want to travel space? No, it seems like the Egyptians were into space. Oh, okay. And it seems like the Mayans were into the ground. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand. What about the Atlanteans makes you think they were into space? Because I thought they were the ones that helped the Egyptians figure all that stuff out. Yes, but they helped the Egyptians figure it out. There's mm-hmm. no mention of them ever doing anything space-related other than helping the Egyptians out. Okay. In fact, the other plethora of civilizations had nothing to do with space. Some people were just building clocks to tell time on Earth. Like, really complicated, exact clocks. Things that measured exact dates... Like, that's all just based on Earth. There was only one group of people who were... It seems like every group of people had a different purpose to some degree. Okay. Some underground, some in the space, some tracking time, some tracking this, some tracking that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they were about one thing. Mm-hmm. If anything, they were trying to capitalize on all the different things. Yeah. And they didn't have anybody capitalizing on the ocean. So they took that one themselves. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the more complicated things, because we can go to space, there's no pressure up there. It's harder to go underwater because the immense amount of pressure. Yeah. The further down you go, the less likely somebody is to follow you. Mm -hmm. Somebody can follow you into space. The Egyptians could have easily followed 
the Atlanteans had to go into space because the Egyptians themselves could have done it. But could the Egyptians have followed the Atlanteans to the deepest depths of the ocean with that level of pressure? You could hide from anybody down there. Nobody will ever find you. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's literally the case. If you're down there, how the hell are we ever going to know? Yeah. There's no way we can get to you. Mm -hmm. So those are the two possible situations. Now, we have to consider the different people that mentioned the Atlanteans. Plato mentioned them, Socrates mentioned them, this guy mentioned them, that guy mentioned them. A whole bunch of people were talking about how they've been, where they've been. The first on-record mention was, in fact, Plato. Yes, about their, like, 9,000 years more advanced than them or something. Uh, so the mention, actually, that's not even Plato who said that. That oh. information came out much later calculating the uh, oh, data that they, they had. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, the, uh, uh, information is that they were about a 900,000 to about a million years ahead of the Egyptians at their height. Oh my gosh. So they must have peaked back then, that far back. Mm -hmm. And that they've just been coasting kind of from that point. Okay. And what did Pluto say? Pluto. Plato? Plato. It doesn't matter what Plato says. He was just the first to mention. Oh, okay. We're talking about Philo. He claimed the Atlantis, the Atlantis was larger than Africa and Asia, and that it wasn't even a great flood that took him out, but rather an immense earthquake. This is directly conflicting with everything. Yes. So is it just another continent that went underground? Essentially. Underwater? He aimed towards the heaviest version of science. It wasn't some random event that, like, no biblical event. It's just a tectonic plate shifted, and this place sank as a result. Okay. His theory is it's still in the Persian Gulf at the bottom. Hmm. Hmm. Weird. Mm hmm Totally different story. Now, he also claimed that it wasn't just technologically advanced, but the embodiment of a utopia. It was paradise. Okay. Hence the name the Persian Oasis. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Now, technologies were claimed to be more advanced than current-day technologies. By miles. We're talking that at that time they claimed that where we are now is insignificant by comparison to what they thought those people were capable of. Yes. They thought these people were capable of instantaneous travel from any point on Earth to any other point on Earth. That's something we didn't even know instantaneous travel the unicorns and the pegasus were just showing off we got animals you guys <laughs> okay know. we could just yeah. warp in front of you if we wanted to interesting and some wait what like why would greece even think that they could fight these people off i'm not entirely sure like that's kind of crazy it's crazy right but it also although they were naval competitors it was more about the territory which is why the truce was settled and there was a neutral area established. Mm -hmm. Because who would show up there to trade? The Atlanteans. Mm -hmm. The goods were required from who? From the Atlanteans. It wasn't that Athenians... You got to understand that also the people writing the stories are the Greek. So the Athenians essentially writing, well, we were equal to them. But everybody else is like, not the bullshit. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. We were totally equal and they were our rivals. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, they could have. Nah. You were a speck of dust. Mm -hmm. A roach. Not even an ant. You're some afterthought to them. But of course, you got to try to feel equal mm -hmm. 
But then at the end of the day, they had everything you needed. They were way more advanced. They dominated the entire region. You completely, literally avoided that area simply because they were there. Yeah. So, rivals, eh, kind of a crazy, absurd stretch. Now, we enter an interesting, kind of weird area. The Mayans have hieroglyphs and texts, writings, that actually mention the Atlanteans, but they don't mention <laughs> them so directly. They just brush over a couple of details. So in some of their temples on the walls and in some tablets, they claim that the Atlanteans gave them the specs necessary to construct their entire civilization. Okay. But like it's showing like people from water came to them or something. It's not mentioning Atlanteans. Um, it's not mentioning people from water. It's not water. It's talking about people from the Persian Gulf. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of all the, almost directly mentioning them too. Okay. The people from the Persian Gulf Oasis, but I'm still calling them Atlanteans for a very specific reason. We'll get there. Okay. But, so the Atlanteans from the Persian Gulf came, mm -hmm. gave them a bunch of information, and allowed them to then construct their very complicated, advanced, ginormous civilizations. Some of the Mayan writings went as far as to establish that all former ancient advanced civilizations were descendant of the Atlanteans. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Some texts allude to Atlantis having reached their greatest height roughly a million years beforehand. Hmm. Which makes uh, sense if there's really, um, what did we say way long ago? They're ancient? No. That that's where Adam and Eve are. There you go. There's Oh, the yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But that is nowhere near the start, considering that a million years is still a million and a half years after the creation of tools. So, like, people were around for way a long time. It okay. was definitely far from the beginning. Now we go into the next interesting tidbit. Now I'm going to start slowing down. The Egyptian texts. Fascinating things. Mm -hmm. This was really hard to find. But there were quite a couple of tablets and reference points and translations and people talking about it. So I was like, okay, this one was way confirmed. The Mayan stuff, translations and whatever. The Egyptian stuff, clear texts. Now, one curious set of Egyptian texts discusses a chamber beneath the Sphinx, mm -hmm. which contains a hall of records that has Atlantean texts and the data that was provided to the Egyptians that allowed them to construct their massive civilization. This sounds identical to the Mayans. Yes. And it happened simultaneously across the ocean. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And they claim the same thing. Yeah. Wait, that he, they also claim that they're part of them? Like, the Egyptians are... They claim that they got all the information that allowed them to build their civilization. Oh, okay. Now, they don't say, no, we were all descended from them, but they do claim that all the data and specs that allowed us to build our entire civilization and their own records as a replica, like a backup, mm -hmm. are kept under the Sphinx. There's a hall of records oh. massive with all that data down there. Some texts elaborate on the symbolism of Atlanteans and what they had for lions as a great protector creatures of purity forgiveness and sinlessness very important things here 
they almost worshipped lions. Not really. Like, they were very scientific, but they had this immense respect. Everything was symbology of lions. And there are really old, like, crests in the Persian Gulf that have been found with the image of what seems to be lions. These are real physical things you can go and hold. Mm-hmm. And it's got what looks like the image of a worn-out lion. Because, you know, water wars, it shouldn't, like, tears apart, makes it look mm-hmm. like crap. But yeah, looks like lions. Now, let's go into some quick descriptions of, well, I guess the only description that really matters about the Atlanteans. They come from the Persian Gulf. The mm-hmm. Persian oasis, if you will. Which means they're the south of Iran. Okay. They're bronze. Skinned. Like the Greek. That whole region is the same. They're all... We always picture them as white people. But they're not. Of course, they're just a bunch of tan people. The Atlanteans. The Atlanteans have okay. to be tan people. They're Middle Eastern. Okay. They're all just Middle Eastern. This entire time, we were just talking about the Greek who were bronze and the Middle Eastern people. Yes. They are all just a bunch is this of important? bronze people. Yeah. So, because of the advancement of text around the world, uh, the slow development of writing decided that it was very important that we don't allow the colored people to be, I guess people of color is the politically correct way to say this, but the people of color. So that we don't allow the people of color to be better, to be smarter, to be faster than us. We, the white people, need to establish that if we're going to mention the Atlanteans, they have to be light-skinned. What? They have to be light-skinned. Because then the people of color are better than us, the white people. (laughs) Sounds very familiar. There's a group of people who do this quite often, but let's proceed. So, in order to suppress their technological advancement, intellectual ability, uh, their uh, physical prowess, it was basic to just deep dive and just, just, just totally collapse that plane of they were bronze and slowly migrate to where they fled. They have been and will always be in the Atlantic Ocean where they fled to. No, they didn't come from the Persian Gulf. That's why we have to call them the Atlanteans, because they've always been over here where the uh-huh. white people hang out. Okay, so that's why the name change is important. Yes, all the official texts, other than the ones from the Middle East and from the uh, east of Europe, all of them suggest that they were always light-skinned people. But these are all the white people writing it, while all the people of color mm-hmm. claimed, no, they came originally from the Persian Gulf. We have a conflict of interest. They're called Atlanteans because white people dominated too hard. Of course. Of okay. course. Now, quite interesting, the differentiation happens in the first century. This becomes kind of incredibly important as we start to consider what else happened at that time. The existence of Christianity. And the Mm. Christians decided to do a couple of things with people of color, was make them all white if they were important. All of them. All All the time. Okay, yes. All the time. Now, 
There's amazing details, right? Hmm, interesting. So, the push was kind of heavy. And kind of successful to the point that we know them as the trend. We're talking about these translations in the original Greek text, in Iranian texts, in even Russian texts. Those are white people. They were always referring to these people as the bronze people from the Persian Gulf Oasis. Yeah, but they, they were transformed into whites. They were just white people who... Blonde hair, blue eyes. Blonde hair, blue eyes, <laughs> Aryan supremacy, yeah. and beauty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now let me tell you a story. A very important story. This story was really hard to track down. Was really hard to track down, but this story was pieced together by going through Iranian records, by going through Greek records, by going through Russian records. So, a family was cast from the Persian Gulf. Small family. And they went on a journey away from the Persian Gulf. They were trying to reach an island named Cyprus. On their way to the island, they landed at a location named Nazareth. When they got to this location, there was a huge conflict which was endangering the pregnant woman who was trying to get to Cyprus to give birth in the first place. They couldn't make it to the island. They couldn't depart from Nazareth. They had to redirect, and they headed towards Bethlehem safer territory they took shelter in a barn from some people because they were just passing through and that's where they gave birth okay they stay here and okay this is our home now this is where our child was born 33 years later this child dies and the mother decides my mission was always to go to cyprus and i will continue my quest to cyprus so she goes back to Nazareth, departs on her way to Cyprus, gets, gets knocked lost. off course, uh-huh. and lands at Mount Athos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. The suppression effort that the Catholic Church has done to prevent anybody from hearing this story. Where they originally came from. Where they originally came from. They weren't even from Nazareth. I don't even know what the point of hiding some of this was. But there's a bigger picture that I'm just not getting as to why this was important to do other than the racist, they're not white. But also they come from a fictional place, or supposedly. This, at, this, at this point, it's not fictional. Everybody has mentioned this place from every possible location. But the church. But the church. At this point, it's not fictional. We're okay. talking that there was a civilization, whether super advanced or not, there was something in the Persian Gulf, without a doubt. There was a civilization there without a doubt. If they weren't super advanced, okay, then they got drowned. Or an earthquake ate them. But Jesus is one of them. Jesus came from the Persian Gulf. Jesus came from the Persian Gulf, went to Nazareth, then went to, well, Mary and Joseph were from the Persian Gulf, went to Nazareth, trying to go to Cyprus, Mm -hmm. were redirected to Bethlehem because of the conflict happening in Nazareth. They gave birth to Jesus Christ there, stayed there until his death, went back to Nazareth to then depart going to Cyprus, only marry. Something happened to Joseph in that time. I'm assuming he died. And then on her way to Cyprus, got totally knocked off course from the winds. She had no idea what the hell she was doing. And she landed at Mount Athos. She then went to the top of the mountain. And this is why we consider her story completely sacred because she went there. Okay. The Catholic Church tried to suppress this. This comes from, again, uh, there are uh, Iranian records. There are Greek records. Also important to mention, I didn't say this before when I started, these records are also in, this is why I started talking about the, the Egyptian and the Mayan records, both mention these things in imagery 
and they were completely separated. So uh, uh, when we get this information through media and things, there's almost an agreement to not mention them in tandem. They have to be mentioned separately. They cannot be mentioned together. That is a weird thing that's always happened. Why wouldn't anybody discuss these things back to back? But it is mentioned in the Mayan uh, uh, writings. It is mentioned in the Egyptian writings. It is mentioned in Iranian writings. It is mentioned in Greek writings. But you essentially have to piece the story together. Okay. So all of this information comes with a very specific purpose, right? Mm-hmm. We have tracked the fact that the Catholic Church... We knew the Catholic Church had something to do with it as soon as we got to a mountain that was yes. riddled with monasteries. It immediately became really weird. And there was, you know, there were trickles here and there. They do a really good job of keeping themselves out of the picture while suppressing a bunch of crap. But if you look hard enough, it's there. You can't hide everything. There's too many moving parts. They're always involved in everything, though. They're always involved in everything. So... There is a road that just so happens to be really, really, it's actually at the beginning of the Bermuda, as we know, that takes us to, it's aiming in the direction of Bermuda, and it's a bunch of structures headed in that direction. So we can find the actual leftover traces, or just ancient walkways and things so we can see right here i'm showing you some images anybody wants to look at it we're talking about the bimini the bimini road the bimini road is a road underneath the bermuda aiming straight at the heart of the bermuda track we don't know if it goes as far deep as that because we can't go there ourselves because it's too deep there's too much pressure mm-hmm. but we find structures underneath the water underneath the what water. is that circle thing it's just around them I don't know what the circle is. These are just things underwater. Okay. And their favorite lion. And their okay. favorite thing. A lion. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's a lion underneath the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. 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 So people mentioned in both the Egyptian and in the Mayan records how important the lions were to the people of the Persian Gulf Oasis. Mm-hmm. These symbols of purity and these symbols of holiness and these symbols of sinlessness, it's interesting that Jesus is also represented by a lion. White Jesus, specifically, is represented by a lion. Very interesting fact. They converted all the little details about this civilization. The child that was birthed from their superior genes, or whatever the case might be, had well, to become a white child. With, like um, what they did with the Irish stuff, like they didn't... Eat- erase the things they just changed it to their liking yeah they converted it yeah so then we go to the underwater city of the gulf of kambe now this is what's interesting about this place the gulf of kambe is the very tip of what used to be the persian gulf okay so this is their old home that we're about their to look at old home so when you look at this, now you start seeing some similarities. And it's like, okay, bro. An Egypt statue? It was what looks like an ancient Egypt statue, but we keep in mind that the Egyptians got their specs from who? From the people mm-hmm. from the Persian Gulf Oasis. And this is located in the Persian Gulf Oasis. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. We get here and we start seeing, like, bro entire structures entire buildings civilization now we can't find all of it because it's 
quite sparse and they're everywhere. You go anywhere, you find them in this area. Whoa, so there's really people living under there. There were. At some Those point. Those are homes. Yes. Fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. Structures of all sorts. Fascinating. And another lion. Details. Mm-hmm. And another lion. Mm-hmm. Patterns. Physical proof of the things that the Catholic Church does not want you to know exists. Now, yes, they'll talk about, oh, yeah, there's cool things that people made over here. And those cool things that people made over there. They don't want you to look at them back to back and then know about the records from the Mayans and the Egyptians and the Iranians claiming that there were people who respected lions were highly advanced, weren't white. They don't want you to connect these dots. They don't want you to look at this picture as a whole, so keep all the parts separate and claim they're different people. But all the people with the records claim it was the same people. All the people who aren't the Christians claim, no, they were the same people, and they were way superior than you, the white people. Fascinating. Now, random bits of information Mm -hmm. from uh, unicorns. Because this is the end of the road right here. Random bits of information from unicorns trying to debunk the ideology of unicorns. This is just trying to run through all the information that I got. Um, The tallest horse, unicorns are said to be as large as possible. The largest horse is the Shire. Now, there is an argument that the people of the Persian Gulf did, in fact, have a... uh, That they bred horses particularly Shire horses, they weren't talking about interesting space horses or magical being horses or whatever. But the argument was that the people of the Persian Gulf Oasis bred the tallest horses, found a particular couple of them that had a birth defect, and then bred these continuously into a genetic pool so that they would all have these unique features. So they're not magical. They're just born that way. No, because... Mary still rode one to the top of the freaking mountain. But that could be just a special skill it has. It could be. It could be like a goat. Yeah. Some goats can just travel vertically. Now, these uh, were bred in isolation with the defect. So to keep them away from the ones that didn't have it. So mm-hmm. that it's no longer a defect. It's just a characteristic. And oftentimes, because of their bronze skin, the uh, best contrast was the lightest horse. The white one. Okay, but then where does the Pegasus come from? Like, how would they confuse those two things? I don't understand where the mention of the Pegasus come from, because the Pegasus only comes from the Russian and the Greek records. Iranian records don't mention it, the Egyptian records don't mention it, and the Mayan records don't mention it. So I, it's, this is, uh, that leads to an interesting place where there is some information actually missing relative to that. But we do have proof of the physical locations where these things are. Okay. Got unicorns. Okay. Yeah. So we, the potentiality that unicorns were intentionally bred. Mm-hmm. And if we are also talking about... Now, this is where we do introduce the aspect that might be considered a little bit magic. But it's not. It's technology. If we have the ability to breed these in isolation and get these genetic defects to be just a normal occurrence so that you have actual unicorns you understand genetics well enough to do this on top of the fact that you have highly advanced technologies it is possible that you created some sort of something that defies our understanding of how creatures work 
because you're so far ahead of where we are even now. Okay. So it's not magic as opposed to just genetic masterpiece. Okay. That might have some sort of ability. I'm not thinking flying. I'm thinking you're right. It's a huge horse with a horn that can travel vertically by climbing, not flying. Yes. That makes so much sense. We've grounded the unicorn. Whoa. We found the locations of the previous home and the new one. Hmm. And identifiers that tell us it was the same people because they had the same lion in two different locations. Yes. And we know that according to the Middle Eastern people and the Egyptians and somehow the Mayans across the ocean, we had a full story, actually more complete than the bullshit that Catholics and Christians talk about, as to where Jesus really came from, which was from the Persian Gulf Oasis. They were cast for whatever reason, which tells us they were probably not the best people. They were cast out of a place that is considered a utopia. Keep that in mind. Oh my gosh. What and we Jesus know. Jesus is like the devil child. Like they knew. There's a oh high probability of that. Because you're in Utopia. Why were you cast out of Utopia? While you were pregnant? Hmm. While you're pregnant. You must have done something. But this lady happens to have a unicorn. So we know that she must have gotten it from where? From the Persian Gulf Oasis. We know that she was cast from where? From the Persian Gulf Oasis. They rode this horse into Nazareth. Then they rode this horse into Bethlehem. They had this horse seemingly for a really long time, and it lived until the death of their child. Then she alone went to Cyprus, failed to get there, got to Mount Athos, and climbed the mountain on top of this very specialized horse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then went <laughs> to the summit where something weird happened and we don't hear about her anymore. She went back home because we also know that there's somehow a connection between that point. Yes, there's a and... connection between the top of that, but here's the thing. By the time that's normal, I'm thinking that the move had begun from the Persian Gulf. So Perhaps they were still at the Persian Gulf Oasis, but they started construction at the Atlantic spot for some for future event that either already happened or hasn't happened yet, but took place after the death of Jesus. And who knows? Maybe it happened, maybe it hasn't. Aiming towards the future of that point. It could still be coming. We don't know why so many of the Egyptians suddenly disappeared. We don't know why so many of the Mayans, or literally all the Mayans, just disappeared. And we don't know why it was so important if there wasn't some crazy catastrophe yet. Was it important for the people of the Persian Gulf to also escape? We have three massive civilizations completely advanced, all of which potentially added survival measures for an event that we haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. And it's coming. Whatever it is, these three civilizations think it's coming. On the flip side, they all got their information from the same source. So maybe they were all paranoid about something that might or might not even be true, but they all got the information from the same group of people. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it happened that long ago, maybe, but we're talking about people who are a million years old. 
Mm -hmm. the scale at which they can calculate events is immense. It's very different than us. If you are that advanced a million years ago, what does that say about your ability to calculate to the future? The events could be millions of years ahead of us, and we would never know. Okay. That's so weird that they didn't want this baby to be born with them, but then they would take her back. Because she went alone mm -hmm. to the top of Mount Athos and she left. They came and claimed her in whatever flying horse thing they had. Because now we talk about the Pegasus isn't magic. It's a horse with wings. That, again, could have just been a genius engineering of breeding. Mm -hmm. Breed the biggest, largest bird, the bee bigger and larger, and then somehow genetically mix what matters into a horse so that their bones are incredibly thin and they're incredibly light, and these ginormous wings can support the weight. It's not the hardest thing in the world if you are a master of genetics. We're not, but... This very futuristic civilization, civilization could probably easily do it, and a Pegasus is probably, again, just the work of engineering. Mm -hmm. The same way a unicorn is probably just the work of engineering. Now, this unicorn horn how it has magic, how it has this ability to heal people. Again, not magic, but you've created something so pure and advanced that maybe its genetics could actually help humans. Again, this is just science at this point, mm -hmm. but it's highly advanced science. So it's not magic. We're all thinking it's magic because we don't understand that it's beyond oh, our scope. Of course. Okay. Yeah. But now it's just science. It's mm -hmm. all science. Everything is science. Anything sufficiently advanced enough, any science, any technology sufficiently advanced enough is indistinguishable from of magic. Of course. Yes. That makes sense. Now we have a full circle. We have the people who gave all the people on the equator the technology. They clearly do exist. We have the Catholic Church actively trying to hide it, which tells me more they're real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you weren't trying to hide it, I would be like, okay, it's just crazy people with stories. The fact that the Catholic Church is trying to hide it, no, it's real. It's real. Happened. Yes. As they're... soon as the Catholic Church is involved, it happened. Hiding unicorns, hiding Mary. Yes. Hiding... They were trying to hide by doing this. All of the efforts. Just think of what all of the efforts are. Hide the unicorns. Hide the Pegasus. Don't let people go to the top of the mountain. Rewrite Jesus as the white guy. Rewrite the people of the persian gulf and erase their history just say they were always from the atlantic ocean mm -hmm. it's all in an effort to take claim and be the most powerful civilization of course yes interesting so crazy. what but we do have an interesting problem now what the story of jesus he comes out of the persian gulf well, Mary comes out of the Persian Gulf, goes to Nazareth, avoids conflict, goes to Bethlehem, has Jesus. Jesus died. She goes back to Nazareth. She goes to Cyprus, then heads to Mount Athos, goes to the top, then gets taken by the people of the Persian Gulf back to her people. What was the point of not having the child? Or was it Joseph? <laughs> was she loyal to Maybe Joseph? Maybe she was on a mission. Maybe, Maybe this she was left. part of their plan. Because the documents, the records suggest she was cast out. Oh, okay. Not that she left. She was cast out. She was cast out. That is very important detail. She was cast out. But of then the they would take her back. That's the weird thing. So it had to do with Jesus or Joseph. Or Joseph. Yes, yes. It wasn't her because they took her back. Mm -hmm. Either she was loyal to some sort of criminal named Joseph that they were not going to keep, and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna go with him." 
And then when she was no longer with him, because the story goes, she got to Mount Athos. She went to the top of the mountain and she got taken back. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it was Jesus or Joseph that was the problem here, but there was clearly a reason that they didn't want her when she was involved in this. Yeah. But as soon as she was done with it, you good. Yes. Crazy. I wish we could tell which is it. Because it could be Joseph. It doesn't have to be Jesus. Like, he's an easy one to point to because he's the magic baby, but yep. it doesn't have to be that. Fascinating, no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so crazy. And that is what I've got. That's all the crap I managed to find with literal locations and photo proof of the same lion that they seem to highly respect being in two different underwater locations and that itself being converted into the story of Jesus as well. Ooh. Amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. It's all connected. Nice try, Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. I'm better than you are. (laughs) Anyways, that's what I got. Whoa, it's mind blowing. <laughs> Atlantis so might have been real or might be actively real at the moment, and they were the people of the Persian Gulf. And Mary is one of them. And Mary is one of them. So is Joseph. Yes. As far as we know. Mm-hmm. Interesting, though. Yes. So that's what we got. That's, that's just it. so much information. Yeah, I had so... to rush, and we still made it exact. So. You guys want to go through all these episodes, feel free to do that. There's many, many. And there are, aside of the episodes that we just mentioned at the beginning here, there are so many others. But before you do that, if you guys have any questions, if you guys have anything you want us to know, add-ons, details that you're aware of, anybody who can translate some of the things that are harder to translate and get corrupted easily, feel free to give us direct translations. Any piece is an important piece. You can find us on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Just Convo Pod. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Yes, and be sure to tell anyone and everyone that the Catholic Church is trying hard, but we are doing better because they're not going to win. And I am a very, 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 I'm, I'm really good at what I do. And like, you can't hide all the pieces. You can break them and separate them as far as you want. But a good eye will find them and bring them back together. Also, let people know who might like this show. Yeah. You should let them know about this show. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them. Talk. Tell everybody. Tell everyone. This has been the Rambling Podcast. Take nothing personal. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I bet, like, let's think about it, right? So, serial killers, mm-hmm. right? They they have some weird ulterior motivation that makes no fucking sense. It's just weird. I mean, I guess it makes sense to some degree when you think about it. That's why they, I don't know. That's why they're trackable, right? There's a pattern. There's like a method yes. to the madness. Oh, okay. The difference between a serial killer and a crazy person. Is it a serial killer isn't a crazy person? They're actually completely sane. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yes. Because they do have a reason. Yeah. It may not make sense to you, but they're enjoying what they're doing. They truly have motivation and reason. And just because you wouldn't go out and kill a specific type of person in a specific type of way does not mean a serial killer wouldn't go out and kill a person in a specific kind of way.
This podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.